Hello and Happy New Year. Welcome to Bonus Podcast Week here on Life with Zan. We will have two podcasts going up this week. Today, you're going to be hearing from my friend Katie Brand. And on Thursday, you're going to listen to a solo episode where I catch you up on my life, career, and all things in between. There's going to be an exciting announcement on Thursday's episode, so I encourage you to tune in and check out that episode as well. Today's podcast guest is my friend, Katie Brand. She is a coach, facilitator, and educator. As a certified teacher and seasoned facilitator, she helps both individuals and businesses leverage their strengths. Katie is a certified K-12 teacher. She pivoted her career to adult education and training after some health challenges. Katie is a learning and development specialist who creates curriculum and facilitates staff training, leadership training, and other various learning and developmental programs. Katie lives in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada with her family, her husband, Dries, and daughters, Alina and Zoe, and of course, their dog, Stella, who is rescued from Mexico. Now that you've heard a little bit about today's guest, let's go ahead and begin. Hi, Katie, and welcome to Life with Zan. Hi, Zan. Nice to see you today. I know. It's nice to check in with you. And I think a lot of my listeners are going to get so much from today's episode. And I appreciate you tuning in for my bonus podcast week. So I wanted to check in with you and see what your 2020 has been like so far. Yes. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, well, 2020 has been full of change and surprise to say the least. I think that we all can get behind that. The year started on quite the high for us uh, as we welcomed our second daughter, Zoe, on January 18th. And she surprised us by arriving three and a half weeks early. We actually, yeah, we actually had had a scheduled cesarean planned, but uh, she decided to break my water early on a Saturday morning and choose her own birthday. So that was, uh, yeah, exciting to say the least, (laughs) but um, yeah, it, it, you know, it turned out wonderful to welcome her early. Perhaps, you know, she knew that there was going to be a worldwide pandemic coming and wanted to (laughs) make her entrance before all of that. (laughs) So, yeah, I'd have to say the adjustment to having two children uh, this year has been pretty wild. Also wonderful. Mm -hmm. Our four-year-old Lena is a great big sister. Um, 2020, you know, we feel incredibly grateful that it brought us so much time together as a family during Zoe's first year and such a fun age with Lena. Um, My husband was able to take uh, some time off when she was first born. We'd bank some time and planned for that. And then basically I live in um, uh, British Columbia, Canada. And so we went into lockdown in mid-March and uh, he was on a on-call basis. Um, so he had a lot more time at home than he normally would. And I, you know, I recognize my situation of being on maternity leave um, is, is uh, unique and or specific to me. And, and we just really were grateful that, you know, while things were challenging, we had so much time home with each other and 
certainly there were moments that were really challenging, but we, uh, you know, we're like, we're likely never going to have this much time together as a family ever. So, you know, (laughs) just trying to flip the perspective on those moments where it was a little bit crazy and, and uh, just concentrate on, on what's important and uh, focusing on that. Also spent some time this year uh, building my dream, which has been starting my own business, Katie Brandon Co. Uh, and just really focusing on, on what's important. And that for me is both my family and uh, branching out with my um, training and coaching services and helping more people in a broader audience. Right. That's incredible. That's a lot for one year. And you've had like some new family shifts and all of that happening at the same time. It's a big deal. But, and I was wondering, so today we're going to talk a lot about resilience and you're clearly my go-to person for this. And did you find your interest in resilience to come from 2020? Actually, no. Um, it certainly solidified it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, resilience has been a hot topic and like one of those key words that we've been hearing more and more. It's coming up all over the place, certainly with 2020. However, for me, at the end of 2018, I was unfortunately diagnosed with uh, my third autoimmune disease. So that was a big wake up call in the sense of, I was like, I can't continue like this and I can't get a fourth diagnosis. Um, You know, those of you that have autoimmune things, you know that when you have one condition, it's likely that you can have many. And that's certainly been my experience, but I just, I knew in my heart that stress, um, the stress that I was carrying was manifesting as disease in my body. And I needed to do something about it. So I, you know, this is where I really dove into all things self-awareness and lifelong learning. I definitely had an interest in it previous to that uh, time, but I I really started doubling down and focusing on it. Um, The skills around resilience are so helpful for anyone. Um, The more I learned about it, the more I wanted to share. Uh, It's so important for just individuals and teams and businesses and we can apply these skills professionally and personally like they come up all over the place for us um i'm naturally a helper i'm a trained teacher um and like i believe this path is like a coach and facilitator and focusing on resilience training and that really has been like the evolution of my teacher identity So it really came up there for me and just really focusing on how can I turn this unfortunate time in my life with some of my health challenges to something that I can work with, learn some skills around, and ultimately help other people. Wow, I I love that story. (laughs) As someone that dealt with autoimmune stuff, well, it began 10 years ago, I really could have used this like skill set and understanding of myself to help me through that time. Uh, But I have it now, which has been really helpful for this year. And I'm thinking about 2020 as a whole. And most people I know would probably say they're not feeling very resilient. Um, How Mm -hmm. can people Mm -hmm. tap into that, like 
today, tomorrow, moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the good news is <laughs> resilience can be taught. Yeah, and uh, we, you know, we have this fast-paced, crazy world that we live in right now, this continually changing environment, and resilience is about the ability that we can bounce back after periods of stress and adversity. Um, emotional resilience is definitely not something, like it's not a passive process, but we can learn it. So I think it's the, the Mayo Clinic, they advocate that you know developing our thought processes to be more positive can make such a change. Um, specifically by changing the way our brain interprets uh, events and situations and enhancing our focus to be more positive or optimistic um, for that part of our life. So positive thinking um, is one element of resilience. There's, there's many and there's some key building blocks that I chat about in my resilience training, which then you were um, one of the participants in and it was so lovely to have you as part Yes, of it was training. so fun. Um, understanding like the neuroscience behind resilience, particularly neuroplasticity, is definitely the first place that we start with resilience training. It was once thought that our brains are fixed or hardwired, but we've learned in recent years um, through neuroscience that um, our brains are not fixed at all and they can be rewired. So thinking of our brain as a muscle and or as like a soft plastic that can be malleable and um, while, you know, the brain stops growing in size around the age of 18, it keeps changing forever. So um, as an adult, you can get better with all types of skills. And yeah, our, our brain is something that we can train and create new little neural pathways to rewire our thoughts. And it's super interesting and also empowering. Absolutely. Learning this was so big for me because I think a lot of people feel this way, and we've talked about this, Katie, where in my mind, resilience is like more physical, almost like the physically pushing through, mm -hmm. um, running on little sleep, um, getting up, doing the hard things. It, I don't really, I, before I didn't think about it as my brain and going through those experiences and building that muscle, do you think a lot of people maybe see it that way where it is that more of the physical day-to-day -day pushing through? It was interesting um, launching this training and working with the first group uh, that you were part of, Zan, um, and hearing that some of the participants in the training actually had a negative connotation with resilience and feeling like it was that you know, I've had to endure so much hard stuff in my life and that kind of perspective and the pushing through and, and yeah, it's, you know, it's near impossible for us to evolve and keep up with all the physical and emotional demands of the current world um, and the experience 
expense, um, you know, the, the rate of change that's occurring in our world, the rates of burnout are super high. Um, and it can present as fatigue, you know, feeling detached, showing less empathy, more cynicism, and just that general feeling of not feeling good or satisfied, feeling stuck is something that we're hearing often from people. You know, the main stressors uh, behind burnout and uh, just you know, getting to that place where you're burning the candle at both ends is, you know, that constant demand of um, doing more with less, uh, working high pressure, that go, go, go and pushing through like you talked about and, and kind of that perspective of, of, you know, we have to work hard to succeed. Um, and it doesn't have to be, that doesn't have to be our reality. Uh, we can we can change that. We can develop a lot of skills around making things easier for us. Lots of communication skills are key with that. Really tapping in, listening to our bodies. Yeah, there's so much that demands our attention and uh, it takes a toll on our bodies. Like we've talked about, you and I have certainly felt the effects of that through our health. And this is a really important skill set to develop and understand and really tap into yourself and learn about what's going on for you, what's important, what your values are. Like there's so much behind it. I like to think of resiliency as uh, like my favorite um, analogy with it is thinking of it like a bouncy castle. <laughs> um, and I picture my four-year-old daughter like jumping on a bouncy castle. And so, you know, you bounce, the ground beneath you isn't steady, you fall, you get back up again, you need to build immunity. So when you think about who's jumping in a bouncy castle, it's typically children who are lovely, but tend to have a lot of germs. <laughs> and uh, it's also something that we need. Um, we need the people around us. So bouncing in a jumping castle is uh, typically a social activity. You could jump alone, but it's more fun to jump with others. And so with resilience, we want to think about who are those people in our support network? Who can we go to rely on, um, turn to? because uh, it doesn't have to be something that you do by yourself. Right. That's a good point. I, I hadn't thought about that really, about having that network. Obviously, I was mm -hmm. given that when I was in your training, but also looking at resilience as like a child. And when you mentioned your daughter, I was thinking about how we, I think children are more resilient. Do you? Totally. Yeah. So Absolutely. And that's, that's comforting to think about yeah. too. And like, think about all the change and growth and things they're being introduced to and mm -hmm. how well they handle it. And I say too, like, kids are the best teachers in terms of mindfulness. Like if you want to be present and in the moment, you know, put down all the distractions around you and just like be there with a child and just tap into like, they will tell you, all of the things that are going on, like you go for a walk, they are spotting the crack in the sidewalk. They will sh tell you about the garbage truck coming down the road or the sounds they hear. Mm -hmm. They see, you know, some sort of animal or wildlife. Um, 
you know, down the road, like they, they are so present. And so, you know, we can definitely learn a lot from being around children and um, just being more present and uh, yeah, taking a page out of their resiliency. <laughs> right. So at what point do we like kind of lose that as sad as that sounds because I look back and I you know I was more of a shy kid but I still feel like there was a lot of resilience there is there Mm -hmm. something that kind of breaks that down for us I, I you know I don't know specifically um but I think I think it changes as we grow as there's more that we take on in terms of cultural and societal norms, um, especially here in North America, there's that idea that, you know, you work hard and success and, you know, go, go, go. And that culture of uh, pushing through and doing more will result in success and monetary value. And, I'm not sure exactly where that's learned, (laughs) but it comes from, you know, it can come from the adults in our life. It can come from, unfortunately, maybe the school system, uh, things like that. Uh, And yeah, it's, it's not necessarily true. Um, One of my uh, signature programs and something that I'm so passionate about also is um, a tool I use called StrengthsFinder. And it's really understanding what you do naturally and those personality character traits that you show up with your strengths um, and understanding them and harnessing them and leveraging them rather than that kind of old school thinking of what are your weaknesses and getting better at them it's like well what are you already good at and how can you show up and do more of that because the more we do that we're good at the happier we're going to be and there's definitely a linkage but I think I think we're taught just through society and all the different things we're introduced to I don't I don't think it's a quick like thing I think it's a kind of that slow burn of all this information coming at us as we grow and get introduced to a work culture um the corporate world certainly is still in that kind of headspace um yeah there's yeah, <laughs> I don't know exactly where it happens, but it's 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 a slow burn, I think. Yeah, in regards to Strengths Finder and that like approach to whether it be work or lifestyle in mm-hmm. general, I think back to college and just school where it was clear when for me when I was in a place where I was like thriving <laughs> and where I was in a place I didn't belong, especially in higher education. I think it can be so difficult for me when I came to college. I was like, I know I'm smart. I know I'm supposed to be here, but I feel so lost because I was like in the wrong major. Mm -hmm. Once I found myself like in a major that felt right and surrounded by people who worked like me and were better at the project side of work rather than tests and writing long papers, I, I felt like I was finally able to learn better and work better and succeed. And I, I wish there was more out there to help people find that. And maybe there is now it's been a while, (laughs) but um, that's so valuable. That's one of my favorite groups to work with is like you said, um, 
I have this wonderful program that I think is my favorite to teach, um, and it and it works really well with uh, the Strengths Finder. It's called um, Design Your Life, and it's a process and a set of tools to understand what are your values, what's important to you, um, what are those strengths uh, that. Um, you show up with you do naturally in both your personal and professional life uh, these are the innate things that you do without thinking and understanding too when we have a strength show up so strongly for us where does it create a blind spot for us um, or it can get us into trouble at times or just understanding how it could be processed by someone in our life who doesn't show up with that same strength. So self-awareness there and the other skills in the Design Your Life program that we chat about are like, what are your goals and hopes and dreams? It really hit me when um, doing some of the research behind this. Um, and hearing about so many people wait until they're close to retirement to do what they, we call a sunset career, like actually spend time um, doing what they love. And what if we could do that earlier in our lives? Uh, so, so many people, um, yeah, wait too long to do that. But there's some great tools um, that I can teach and that are out there that can help you figure that out sooner and to have a plan. And for not everyone, it's it's not for everyone going to be potentially a career. Um, some people just want to work a nine to five, leave it at the door, you know, go home, not think about it, turn it off. And that's great. Like, you know, understanding like what's for you. Um, but then what are those things that bring you purpose? Have you, you know, live authentically uh, and, and feel fulfilled? And sometimes that can come from hobbies or volunteer work or other aspects of your life. You know, for, for me, when I left teaching, I really missed the kids and that, that was challenging. I do love working with adults too. Um, but, you know, becoming a mom, I'm totally fulfilled in that now. So sometimes it's just different phases and things in our lives and, and having the perspective around that, that, you know, nothing's forever. And, and, but we also have the ability to change all that. So yeah, I, I think stuff like this should be a course in high school and college and like ideally before you go to college so you can have that understanding beforehand like these life skills and you know um also you know the action steps behind it like let's go and try some stuff and do it and reflect and yeah and also the understanding um zan one of the favorite things in the resiliency training and i also do it in the design your life program is uh, the energy tracking exercise. And that is, you know, looking at a week um, of activities and your day-to-day -day routines and uh, understanding and noting, like, what are those things that give me energy? And what are those um, things that deplete me? So, you know, what are those routine things? And getting really specific about it. And really, you know, reflecting on this made me feel good. How did this make my body feel? Or, you know, if you felt depleted, trying to understand the why behind it. And, you know, if it's something like, okay, every Wednesday, you've got this draining meeting. And it's not something you can change, you have to go to this meeting and for whatever, whatever reason, perhaps it's the content or the person facilitating it or whatever. Um, it's, you know, you walk away from it, and you're just done. Mm -hmm. 
So what can we do to bounce back? So practice our resilience um, to come back from that and, you know, reach a place of alignment and, and feeling more ourselves sooner, because that's what resilience is about. It's like we can't avoid the, the challenges and adversity that pop up in our life. That's inevitable. That's life. But how can we bounce back from that sooner? Um, how do we get back to that place of feeling more ourselves and good? So for me, you know, if, if that were me in the two o'clock meeting, you know, a cup of tea or getting outside for some fresh air and a quick walk around the block or something. So, you know, if, if you're able to block your calendar, the 15 minutes before to make yourself that cup of tea, um, before you go into that meeting, great. And then maybe blocking off the 15 minutes after to get some fresh air, a little walk and feel yeah. re-energized and, if you're going to back to back to back meetings, you're you're not likely to bounce back nearly as quickly and to feel more drained and for that to have a physical effect in your body. That's a good point. And I, I like to think of those as like resilience tools. And I like the idea of planning ahead of time, like you have said, knowing that meeting's coming, knowing mm -hmm. you're not looking forward to it, but having the forethought to think, okay, I am gonna take time to make that cup of tea, take that walk, journal for a bit whatever is helpful for you to make your day better because I, I don't know about you but I can have like one tiny thing I have to do that day and just the thought of dreading it will ruin my whole day just yeah yeah oh it can completely become the focus right and so having taking the time to think ahead of time about what you can plan for change um, kind of like maybe sandwich it between like fun things you enjoy doing if you're able uh, that I think would make day-to-day -day life it more just more enjoyable in general and building up that practice long term I think could really change your overall like mindset around any difficult thing you have to go through and that doesn't mean hard things don't happen just more about mm -hmm. having the tools to work through it and help others through it probably because you know you others will learn from your example especially like having kids or we're learning from them <laughs> absolutely yeah and also setting healthy boundaries is so important and um a lot of the individuals that come to work with me tend to have a bit of that people-pleasing, need-to-please kind of uh, personality trait. Um, and so setting healthy boundaries is something that we chat about a lot and definitely, like you said, kind of lead from example and, and lead by doing. Um, you know, thinking about, uh, you know, we, we chatted about in the, in the training that everything that you are saying yes to whether you feel good about it or not, you are saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. Because the, you know, think of your life and your time as like a pie. There's only so much time and you can only slice it so many ways. So if you say yes to something and if you don't feel good about it, you're taking away from something that you could be enjoying doing or would be more fulfilling or, you know, and, and you're likely not going to, bounce back or, or mm -hmm. have your best energy behind it. And, and so it's really good. Yeah. As a, as a parent, as a coworker, as, you know, a friend, um, an employee, all of those roles, you know, ask for time. If you're unsure, you know, say, 
you know, I got to look at my schedule. Can I get back to you? Um, pause, allow yourself to think, can I actually get this done? Uh, how does it feel in my body? Like just always checking in about that. Um, this comes up a lot with, you know, family members and, and various people in our lives. And right. yeah, it's so important, like just being really intentional about what you're saying um, yes to. And, and, you know, understanding that your, your time is such a valuable thing. That's such a good point. And when you mentioned that pie, it made me think about this year and how our like percentages of the things in our pie has probably changed. And for, I think most people having more time for yourself, I think is so big this year. And I guess really my hope is that people see that and, you know, allow for that space and give themselves like a bigger piece of the pie because like we all need it, whether you're just taking more time to work out or catch up with a friend on the phone, whatever that is, I, um, I think just allowing the pie to change because our lives don't look the way they did a year ago. You're not no. spending, you know, 10% of your time with friends in person. You're not. Yeah, so no, seeing how that's, yeah, seeing how that's different and allowing it to change. And I think that's something that I've struggled with is I'll create like a plan. And sometimes mm-hmm. I don't leave room for things <laughs> to adjust and change over time. And so that's just kind of a mental note to myself. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that flexibility. And um, I like you said, like getting, getting clear on what's important to you, uh, doing the work, because with, you know, these steady challenges that keep popping up and, and navigating kind of this different world we're living in right now, Mm -hmm. understanding those key things that make you feel good and get you back to that place of having some energy and feeling fulfilled or re-energized and um, inspired. Uh, You know, for me, it was one day like looking for an activity to keep my four-year-old busy and sitting down and doing some painting with her. And like, oh, you know, just feeling like, oh, this is, I'm really enjoying this myself. And like, I haven't done art in a long time. I used to do it often when I, when I used to teach, Um, but I haven't set up crafts and, and done that nearly as much as, as I'd like. And so sitting down with her and doing some painting, um, I just, I felt good from it. So, you know, I, I would be conscious um, since that time. And, you know, sometimes just say to my husband, like, yeah, I, I think I'm just going to set up on the dining room table and, and do some watercolor paintings rather than, you know, binge and watch TV, which is can, can be our normal uh, after putting the kids down. So, yeah. Um, and then just trying something new, uh, experimenting, but being intentional about your time and then when like you said things don't go to plan how do you what are what's your toolbox what are those what are those skills that um make you get back to that place where you're okay and uh who so with the skill set and the tool tools who are those people that you 
are lit up by and feel energized and inspired and that you can call up and have that conversation with. Uh, what are those activities? Um, is it, you know, a certain subject that you just like love diving into and want to learn more about and can't get enough of? Ask your friend for a book recommendation. Uh, you know, it can be that Netflix show that, right. you know, you want to binge. It, it, just being really intentional about your time and what are those things that bring us back to that place of when we're feeling challenged and overwhelmed that, you know, we can be okay and just stop and pause. Um, and, and being cognizant about those things that our body needs. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, in the training, we talk about um, the healthy mind platter, which was developed by Dr. David Rock. And he talks about the different elements that we need physically to maintain optimal brain health and our overall wellness. So how, how's your sleep? You know, <laughs> are you yeah. sleeping well and enough? Um, like you said, uh, physical exercise, so physical time, are you getting outside, are you getting some fresh air, um, are you moving your body, it can even be like we're all working virtually right now, <laughs> and uh, you know, just standing up and clenching every muscle in your body, and, and just like creating, you know, a different feeling than just that sitting. Focusing, you know, focus time, uh, and time in, so focusing, and really reflecting like how is my body feeling right now and what's what's going on so meditating tuning in doing some of that mindfulness work mm -hmm. uh, downtime where there's no expectation and there's no agenda and that's so hard for us yeah. <laughs> we have such a tough time not having an outcome that we're working toward and something that adults don't think about nearly enough is play Right. Like, and just the act of play. And again, children are great teachers with that. Uh, going to a park or, you know, playing a board game or, you know, it could look like, yeah, the painting or the artistic um, creation. Like, what are you doing to just play? And that's so important for our brains that as adults, we do not um, prioritize nearly enough. And then the connection, who are those people that, you know, are, are your people and are your support network and that you have great energy coming out of a conversation or spending time with them, whether, and that looks different now, like we've talked about. Right. There's so many pieces that go into our life when you really break it down like that. And it's kind of, it's a little bit overwhelming just to think, am I putting enough energy into all these places and I wanted to ask you a bit because you do have a nine-to-five job but yeah. you also have a side hustle of being a coach mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. how does your nine-to-five support your side hustle and vice versa well yeah they, they, they definitely work hand in hand uh, in terms of the work I do so um, I am a learning and development specialist and also I do leadership training programs um, for the provincial government here in BC and it's it's funny isn't there I think there's this really good Steve Jobs quote that says you can only connect the dots by looking backwards yes um, <laughs> or something to that effect so like I feel like um, my my job uh, as a, you know in my education as a teacher um, 
and then working with adults and doing training. You know, I've worked in a virtual uh, on a virtual team. So um, our the ministry I work for has offices across the province. So in order to facilitate training um, to all our staff, it, I've actually been working on a virtual team for the last five years. So um, that sure has come in handy <laughs> as of late. <laughs> yeah, and uh, while I'm still learning various technology, uh, like. Zoom isn't one we, we use. Um, uh, we've been in the Skype for business world uh, and I'm proficient with that. I'm, I'm learning the other tools. So uh, it's, it's, there's, there's always something to learn in terms of technology, but yeah. Oh, and so, you know, it's, it's all those experiences. I was really motivated to start um, my own business, Katie Branding Co. Because I'm super empathetic. I'm a helper by nature. Um, and I felt that my role as a coach and a facilitator and a trainer, uh, both, you know, in, in my nine to five and then doing it for myself has just kind of been this evolution of my teacher identity. Yeah. And it's just kind of shifted. And um, I think it's great to think of and, and also be an example for, yes, I have an education degree, but there's so much that you can do with it besides the just work, like working in a classroom. Like, and, and I think a lot of people can think about education that way. Like it's very flexible and, and it's a skill set and there's lots that you can adapt and, and use it for. I really was inspired to reach a broader audience than um, just the clients that I work with within government uh, and wanted like I, I feel so passionate about this learning and, and the training and the coaching that I do that I just knew I could make such a difference. And, and for me, that's, that's so important. Um, so that, that ultimately helped me get to this point. Um, I think it, really important when you are doing something like a side hustle um, or starting your own thing, whatever that looks like, to just really pay attention to how does it make you feel? You know, do you feel in flow or alignment when you're doing the work? Um, for me, I can lose track of time because I'm so, you know, immersed in this type of content and I love it and I love all things self-awareness and, and different assessments and, and things like that. So teaching it feels really natural and something that I love doing. Um, if you're going to do something on the side, that's important <laughs> because like, you know, um, financial gain and all that is, is certainly a motivating factor, but if it doesn't light you up, it, it can be harder than, it might need Absolutely. to be and uh yeah just really tuning in and, and and paying attention to how it makes you feel so for me yeah I, I find it really fulfilling I think of this as that sunset career for me I can't remember where I heard it but um it's like a picture that you know you had like Jerry Seinfeld money like he has like you know he's doing really well off the syndications for yeah. or whatever and so he he is doing exactly what he wants to do now he is that comedians in cars getting coffee like he's driving fun cars getting coffee and chatting with great people so that that's his sunset career and <laughs> thinking about what he'd like to do and uh you know I asked myself that questions like if I had Jerry Seinfeld money or I won the lottery or whatever what would I spend my time doing and it's this it's it's the coaching it's the 
teaching these programs like Design Your Life and um, Strengths Finder. And I have that ability with my background in teaching and adult education as well to break things down and make it simple and really relatable for people and the facilitation experience. So like, I love it. And this is, that's what I'd be doing. So why not start now? Why not do it now? And I want to be an inspiration for my girls Mm -hmm. and um, show them that anything's possible. Uh, Yeah. So that's a tangent about how my nine to five kind of naturally led me to where I am. Um, The health stuff was definitely a factor. Um, You know, I felt with the autoimmune stuff that it was the best uh, direction for me to leave teaching at the time. And there's lots that went behind that Uh, and being physically in the classroom and and taking something else on and ultimately getting into the BC Public Service. And now, you know, with my my current health and, you know, my role as a, as a parent and just really what I'm doing with uh, my business and all of that. And now the feedback I'm receiving from the training and my uh, coaching clients is, yeah, I'm in the right place. I love that. And I appreciate you sharing your experience with approaching your side hustle. I deal, I work with so many clients who have a lot of resistance around kind of allowing those ideas to unfold and Mm -hmm. following them and trusting their gut. And I think hearing your experience and just kind of like flowing with it and knowing, hey, if this were (laughs) my sunset career, what would I want to be doing? And it can be your side hustle for a while. And who knows, it could be someone's, it could turn into a full-time thing, but you will never know if you don't give it a try and lean into it and enjoy it. And I created this podcast overall just to help others with the process side of life. So do you have a specific process when it comes to resilience in work and life? Yeah. um, So I concentrate on the different building blocks when it comes to resilience. And again, this is something that I teach Uh, and I mean, in, in simple terms, it's really concentrating on understanding yourself and what makes you happy, what helps you get back to that place of feeling good. But, you know, calling in those things of, you know, no, you know, living authentically, that means, you know, knowing and holding on to my personal values, using my strengths, um, understanding them, utilizing them having that good level of emotional awareness and regulation. So, you know, when I'm feeling triggered, taking a minute to pause, to breathe, and to think about, okay, so what actually is triggering me in this moment? You know, and and I find by actually getting really honest with myself, having that moment of reflection and awareness, you know, like we say with, you know, our partners and, and things like that, often when you're, when you're in a bit of a squabble, it's sometimes not about what you're actually discussing. It's something that happened, you know, a while ago and trying not to let those (laughs) things go too long. And so it's that awareness, those communications, uh, opportunities and, and conversations that are, that need to be ongoing. Um, you know, we talk about finding your calling, you know, that's work that offers you purpose and 
a sense of belonging, work that aligns with your core values and your beliefs. That really helps. And again, if you are that person that it's not, that's not your job for you, or you don't aspire to have a job that um, feels like you're calling, uh, it's a paycheck and that's totally fine with you then what are those things in life that may bring you more purpose and getting really aware and cognizant of that and feeling fulfilled. Maintaining perspective is something that I bring into my practice. <laughs> um, so that's staying optimistic. I am naturally a pretty positive person, but sometimes this takes effort. Uh, you know, keeping that solution focus when things go wrong, trying to reframe setbacks and minimizing that impact of negativity around me. So, you know, it can be really challenging when things are going wrong and you're really feeling it to think about, you know, that, that uh, mind space of changing the frame of why is this happening to me of why is this happening for me? And sometimes that just takes a bit of time to get to where you can actually have that conversation with yourself. And I encourage you to have that conversation with other people too. With perspective to, you know, having those conversations with others that challenge your perspective and have you think differently. Mastering stress. So, you know, having work and life routines that help manage everyday stressors. So, yeah, for me, wow. this can sometimes <laughs> be you know, saying to my husband, like, I just need a minute, <laughs> like, you know, or, or trading off with him and being like, I don't have any more patience in this moment. And I need to step away because I'm not feeling like my best self, like as a mom or, you know, like it. it and so communication is really key, is really key with that. Um, asking for help, thinking about, yeah, who you can go to for that. I know that's super challenging right yeah, now. Yeah, that's with, big. It's so big. Yeah, yeah. It's all to learn, I think. Totally. And now I know if I'm having a hard time, I need to come to you because I feel like you've got it figured out. <laughs> it's a practice, Anne. It's a practice. <laughs> I, I know, but and I, I think so many of us are looking right now like towards 2021 and mm -hmm. trying to figure out how we can each harness resilience moving into a new year that mm -hmm. is going to have its own special set of challenges, yeah. good days, bad days. What are you doing to kind of prepare for that? Well, I'm right there with you. Um, January is going to be uh, definitely a test for me and my resilience. I'm um, going to be heading back to work, made the decision to go back part-time so that I still can do some work on Katie Brandon Co. So that um, feels really good uh, as a stepping stone right now, as well as my daughter Zoe is going to be turning one and we're going to be registering our um, daughter Alina for kindergarten. So oh all of that goodness. happens in January, which is going to be bananas and uh, definitely is going to test me. So I am preparing for it by, you know, chatting about it, uh, letting those people in my life know that, you know, I'm, I'm feeling the feels about some of this stuff. My baby turning one, my oldest, you know, we're registering her for kindergarten, going back to work is challenging. Like it, it feels like, you know, um, 
the end of maternity leave uh, is such a big step. It's it's hard for moms um, and and dads who have been on leave. Uh, I want to acknowledge that um, it's it's a challenge. So uh, just communicating how I'm feeling, um, sharing you know whether it is totally valid anxiety or not the things that are you know coming up for me and not waiting till the night before to go through that <laughs> um right. and I'm setting I'm setting up little things like I'm trying to think about you know the things I'm excited for uh, when it comes to that so I'm setting up like a conversation with my supervisor beforehand to get a lay of the land of what do things look like right now? What does my portfolio look like? Is there going to be any big changes? What's the staffing situation? So preparing myself um, for that. There's a lot of unknowns when it comes to 2021. How long with this pandemic are we going to be living in this world that feels more isolating? Uh, who are we getting a vaccine? What will that look like? How long will it take? We don't know. So I think just, you know, keeping the communication up with our, with those people in our life, chatting about things, being honest with yourself, um, having those practices of, you know, being okay, uh, having things to look forward to, you know, go through the Starbucks drive through and get yourself that fancy coffee and have a Zoom date with a friend. You know, like indulge in those things that you can do. I'm really looking forward to, I'm going to be hosting um, some virtual vision board workshops. Um, I would have loved to have done this stuff in person. It's super fun to do some arts and crafts with uh, people, but I think it's important too to think about what do you, what, within your control do you want 2021 to look like? What would you love as a result in thinking about December 2021? What would you have loved to have accomplished in taking some control of that and uh, being clear about your goals? Again, I'm totally uh, appreciative that there's some things within our control and some things not. Um, and I think it's tapping into those things that you can and getting excited about it and, and focusing on it and then having those people around you to help support you. Absolutely. And I know I, there's a part of me that likes to like pretend the, the new year isn't coming and that um, I can just like ignorance is bliss, but taking the time to plan and eat and have fun with it, I think is such a good idea. So hearing about your workshop is exciting. And I know some new people will enjoy like taking that time for themselves. So including that, what else are you working on? What else can people look to you for coming in the next few weeks or the next year? Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Anne. My website is going to be launching, so stay tuned for that, um, www.katiebrand.co. Uh, I'm excited, yes, to launch those um, vision board virtual workshops, so that will be fun. I will be sending out um, a fun guide of everything you need to prepare, and then we're going to do some of that uh, arts and crafts together and chat about goals and different ways to get some actions behind that and put some habits uh, and create some new behaviors for what you're trying to accomplish. I'm also going to be doing lots of strength 
StrengthsFinder uh, assessments and debriefs in the new year. That has been so wildly popular this year uh, with my audience. So I'm excited for that. Um, I keep getting great feedback about how people are utilizing those skills in both their personal and professional lives and has even helped um, with uh, relationships with partners uh, because just understanding how you're showing up day to day with these strong character traits and and uh, having those people close to you um, know kind of the why behind some of um, that it can be can be really uh, helpful for your relationships and I'm so excited to launch another group coaching uh, group uh, with my Design Your Life program. I think uh, starting out the new year with that will be great timing. I've had such success with that. Uh, a few of my graduates from that program have like harnessed their dream career of, and, you know, gotten into great relationships despite how hard it is to date in this current world <laughs> and just gotten really clear on those things that they want to accomplish and have gotten the motivation and skills behind it through this program to make it happen. So I'm feeling totally lit up by offering these um, services uh, starting in the new year. So stay tuned for those. They'll all be live on my website very soon and you can always send me a message either email or instagram is a great place to find me um, at katiebrand.co and i'm happy to chat about that or anything else uh, resilience training will always be something that i offer um, and I do that for individuals and groups. I love the group element because we can learn so much from each other in the conversation yeah, it, as well. It was super fun. And I can speak to Katie's training, having taken the resilience training. And I I initially just took it because I, I enjoy you as a person. And oh, thank you. <laughs> I was intrigued because I personally hadn't heard many people talking about resilience yet. And I don't know, I think in our space, you can kind of hear some of the same topics over and over. And I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I need resilience this year. I knew I needed it. And I got a lot out of the course. For me, the biggest takeaway is understanding kind of that day-to-day -day resilience. It's not just something that is like when you're in the middle of climbing a mountain necessarily. It's everyday life. It's getting through just like taking care of yourself, taking care of your work tasks, your partner, your family, your home. There's so much involved and seeing where you can kind of like tap into your strengths, see where maybe you need to outsource, get help, get rest has been extremely valuable. Oh, thanks, Sam. That's so that's so sweet. And I'm so glad that you got so much out of it. It was it was so special. And it's true what you said, you know, adversity and challenges in our life is inevitable. And we can build the best time to build the skills around resilience is in times of calm as much as possible. And but, you know, um, we weather the storm better when we have an understanding and awareness around what we can do with our resilience to build it to you know work on those neural path 
pardon me, neural pathways in our brain and, uh, um, you know, who are our support network and communicating our needs and, and what we need to balance back sooner. So, and I thought it was fun to have you have a little guest spot in our resilience training where we talked about um, our spaces and high vibe design uh, because in this current climate, we are using our homes as all things lately. So that was really powerful. And, and thank you for, for um, bringing so much information about that and what we can do to have intentional design and to have our space feel better around us. It was so fun going on the course and sharing in that way. I'd never done that before with a group of people. So I really enjoyed it. And I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today. I have had so much fun chatting with you and I know so many people are going to get a lot from this interview and I'm going to go ahead and link all of Katie's information in the show notes so you can go find her on follow her on social media, see what she's up to. And thank you again, Katie. Thank you, Zan. It was great to chat with you today and thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another week of Life with Zan. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you know each week when a new episode goes up. You can tune in to the podcast on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you like what you hear, go ahead and rate and review the podcast to give Life with Zan a little boost.